0: Welcome to Building the Future. I'm your host, Kevin Hark. You can check out new episodes of the show every Tuesday and Thursday at 2 p.m. If you missed an episode or want to get more information about the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Cameron Brown. He's an international speaker, high-performance coach, connector, nomad, founder at The Thriving Collective. Cameron, welcome to the show.
1: Kevin, excited to be here, dude, really looking forward to today.
0: Yeah, man, I we, we chatted a while ago, and, you know, I just kind of, before we even chatted, I just, I was reading up on, on what you're doing, and I, I think it's it's super interesting and kind of innovative, uh, but maybe before we kind of get into exactly you and kind of the Thriving Collective, let's um, step back a second and kind of start off with kind of where you grew up.
1: mm. Definitely. Uh, so, grew up, probably people can already tell, yeah. uh, Australia. Uh, outback Australia, though, uh, pretty remote place in, in, in Australia. Even had a kangaroo as a pet growing up. Really? Uh, yeah, man. Okay, uh, walk,
0: uh, wait, wait, wait. Before you continue, walk me through that a little bit, because obviously, I think like a lot of my listeners are in kind of North America and, and maybe even into Europe. So, I think... Um, most of us probably if if not probably maybe nobody that listens to the show has had that so so walk us through what what is that like is that is that common in in kind of australia is that not no really?
1: it's not it's not okay. not really common i mean there, there are a lot of a lot of kangaroos around especially in regional areas but to have sure. one as a pet's not not you know we were probably the only ones that that i knew had one growing up and sure. uh but yeah she was she was awesome uh she lived for over 20 years and wow. uh um yeah she was a very very important
0: part of our lives and uh yeah that's uh so so did she sleep with you kind of like a dog would or she has her own like space in the house or like do you even keep them inside
1: uh i mean we we had a a time where (laughs) growing up she had like a diaper on uh you know jumping around the house and we built this little pouch for her um but uh no they she, she would stay outside and uh and do her own thing but um loved loved getting fed almonds and uh, banana and, uh, and little rice cakes and things like that. Sure, so, that's amazing,
0: man. I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. She was awesome.
0: So that's that's great. So walk me through kind of exactly what the Thriving Collective is and why did you decide to found that?
1: Yeah, it came, I mean, there's been a number of defining moments in my life. Uh, I moved away from uh, that uh, the farm and, and the town that I grew up in after schooling, so around 18 years of age. Uh, went to university for a couple of years and then completely dropped out. Uh, definitely wasn't the right time okay. for me. What, what did you take partying. in
0: university? Just just psychology.
1: Okay. Uh, psychology. So I lasted a couple of years and okay. uh, was partying way too much and, uh, <laughs> and, and and definitely went off the rails uh, big time. And okay. um, you know, it wasn't until a couple of years uh, or a year or two after that uh, that I really started getting my life back on track a little. Uh, I went back and studied audio engineering uh, because of the music that I was creating. I wanted to learn how to be able to record and uh, to go with the writing that that I was doing and um, and then you know went into retail for a number of years, but then realized that even though I enjoyed it, it still wasn't it wasn't really my calling and and it took a, a number of more years before something really hit me hard and and that was in uh, a night in two thousand and ten and uh, I heard a neighbor screaming out one evening when I, in the city that I was living in and ran over and uh, found out that she'd just found her son and he committed suicide earlier that day. Oh, and man. yeah, it was, uh, you know, myself and another neighbor ran through the house and out to the backyard to see everything that plays out when when something like that happens and to see the absolute devastation that, that goes through a family uh, when something like that occurs is one something that will stay with me for the rest of my life, and I can't even begin to imagine what the you know, what that family would have gone through. And so, out of that, uh, it was it was a moment of look, here you are living an okay life, yeah. And yeah. there's people that need help. What the hell are you doing about it, man? Sure. And uh, and so it was a it was a big wake up call for me. And a few months after that, I, I enrolled in in a first coaching course. I'd already done a lot of personal development and had discovered that a, a real love for that, uh, sure. but. The, the next 12, 24 months was just a mass transformation of me personally, uh, getting rid of any of the limiting patterns that I might have been having in my own life, uh, to be able to become my own best friend, to be able to become... Uh, the best version of myself and continue to, um, continue to step up and, uh, and and to be able to help other people do the same. Uh, and, you know, I felt that if I could empower as many people on this planet to live happier, more fulfilling lives, then that's going to lead them to do more good in the world. And, and that's what could end up allowing us to, to create massive change in the world, which is what we need. And, and so that was, a, that was a big moment for me. And then the other one, I mean, there's been, like I said, there's been a number of them, but the other big one for me was... Uh, a relationship came, in, like a significant relationship of mine came to an end uh, in late 2014, and by the time everything was was done and dusted, uh, I moved out in in February, uh, the start of February in 2015, and and I really I really had questions about uh, where my life was heading and what I really wanted and was what I had thought I wanted, what I really wanted, or what other people had wanted for me, or something that I had perceived that other people wanted for me and and it turned out that you know that that was what the case was and so for for the next uh I mean in February and March I went skydiving and abseiling and okay. rock climbing and, and and rappelling down waterfalls and mountain climbing and um gliding and uh white water rafting you know just a number of different experiences went overseas for the first time and and realized that life was really about experiences not things and uh, and that's led me on a on a huge journey now to uh, one creating the thriving collective, which uh, uh, came out of of realizing again that, that it's it's all about experiences, not things. And then running events in last year in New York and LA and Toronto, and it, uh, creating experiences for people. Like we had beach tennis on Santa Monica Beach for the uh, for the people that attended the event there, and uh, an illusionist in Toronto and a mentalist in New York. It was amazing, and then. Um, you know, it it really just is about empowering people to to dream bigger and live fully and make an impact. Because when, like I said, when good people do that, uh, they tend to do more good with that. And that's what can truly change the world. Sure.
0: No, I I think that's great. And I want to dive deeper into kind of exactly what you're doing. You kind of just roughly touched on Mm -hmm. it. But when we originally talked, you basically sold most of your kind of possessions to kind of start this thing and kind of just travel and not be kind of tied down so do you Mm. want to kind of walk me and the listener through that again because to me that's just brave in itself right and i love (laughs) how you kind of took something negative and kind of maybe events that were kind of good and bad in your past to kind of start this thing and kind of inspire others and i think that mm-hmm. in itself is inspirational. So, do you kind of maybe want to walk us through kind of why you decided to kind of just purge everything and <laughs> just, just get kind rid of everything, go for yeah. it, right? Because I think a lot of people don't have have the balls to even start something new or take a baby step towards something where you are just kind of like jumped right in the deep end and and went for <laughs> it, right? And I and I love that, and I think that's inspiring.
1: Thanks, man. I appreciate that. And yeah, let, I mean, let me take you through it because if if you had said even Six months ago, that I'd be where I am, I would have said you're crazy. That's I had no amazing, intention right? of being in being in Costa Rica right now. But yeah, that, there's there's some parts there that I think really help uh, those tuning into this because it's helped me just incredible amounts over the past couple of years. Totally. So so, out, so obviously out out of uh, uh, the relationship breakup and uh, and learning to grow through that rather than get stuck in patterns of behavior that might be dysfunctional. Uh, w- whenever there's been a time in my life when there's been a challenge, and that could be a negative or a positive. I think the, the thing that's allowed me to step into the version of myself that I'm wanting to become is constantly making a decision where, 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 where uh, we, we get delivered experiences to us that allow us to decide in those moments which way we're going to go. And I see so many people make decisions that are based on fear, Sure. rather than what they really want and what's aligned to them. And so, uh, you know, out of, out of the experiences, uh, you know, in 2015 and then going into 2016, I, I was running uh, peer network events in Australia. I, mean, I had four locations set out in 2015 and ran them and they were amazing and got to meet some incredible people. And then just thought, well, if I could do that, then I, maybe I could expand it overseas. And, uh, and then I just picked two places and thought, All right, I'll, I'll build some relationships there. And I, I use LinkedIn, and that's a number one tool for me to, in terms of building initial relationships. A phenomenal tool when you know how to use that effectively. And uh, and, and so I built relationships. Didn't even know how to dial a US phone number uh, 15 months ago, and then oh, four months later, I was uh, running events there. And and I remember flying back after running the first the first events there in March
0: 2016.
1: Yeah. Uh, flying back thinking there's stuff in my house back home that is just sitting there okay. wasting away and it would be better off somewhere else okay. and it was just this feeling that you know and I think when each of you tuning into the to the uh, this this podcast when you tune in you get you get insights coming through to you about which way you should be going if you're if you're quiet enough to listen. Uh, you know, I often say to, to in, in the engagements or when I'm with clients, uh, silence speaks to you if you're if you're silent enough to hear it. Interesting. Uh, but often, but often that uh, you know our biggest breakthroughs come directly after our biggest breakdowns. Totally. <laughs> yep. Because when because we're not listening. <laughs> no. Totally. And it often takes for a massive slap across the face before we actually realise ah oh, that thing because you look back over time and you think yeah you know what. I could have seen this coming a long time ago if I'd really looked at it. But often hindsight's a beautiful thing. But I think if, if we tune in a lot uh, deeper to ourselves, uh, we can uncover that a lot sooner than what we what we uh, maybe can do currently. And so I felt that small pull towards it in March, and then I went back and ran the events in uh, in in New York, LA again, and, and expanded it to to Toronto as well. Sure. And 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 then flying back, there was an even bigger pull towards getting rid of stuff and just just the feeling of detachment from that and questioning ownership as well, thinking, well, do I really own it? I mean, it's made up of stuff that's been here for billions of years, so sure. do I really? And, and so I, and I'm still questioning that, that uh, theory of ownership and I'm a big believer now from a shared economy point of view and um, it's a much more sustainable way to live. And so when I came back, uh, I just recorded new music in LA, uh, in Santa Monica. And was deciding how to uh, how to launch and 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 what we'd do to to create the buzz, and uh, <laughs> it just came and slowly but surely delivered into uh, getting rid of stuff and uh, and also traveling the world and staying in places around the world that have grand pianos so that I can play as I go. And uh, you know, there's a, I'm looking forward to staying in a boat in Belgium later this year that has a beautiful grand piano. It's this old school boat. Uh, but, you know, it's it's been that, that sense of curiosity uh, with all of these pieces playing out of, well, if I could do that, then I wonder what else is possible. Sure. And, and if I could create this, then I wonder what else is possible. And I think that uh, and strongly believe that curiosity is one of the most underutilized yet most valuable skills that people in business and in life can develop. And we lose sure. sight of that as adults because totally. we become adults and we've got to be serious and we've got to grow up i'm going to say that's bs yeah Uh, you can still have fun and still create amazing things while having a huge amount of fun at the same time because curiosity is the gateway to creativity and if you don't open up to curiosity then you're closing off from creativity and you're closing off from all the sea of opportunities that are available to you out there uh, and so, you know, my, my belief is that you have certainty in your outcome and then have flexibility in your approach, have curiosity about how you might get there, how far you might exceed that expectation, uh, what it might look like when you actually arrive, because you might be pleasantly surprised, as I have been constantly time and time again, and same with clients now as well, uh, about what what you actually are able to create when you build this momentum up and the curiosity tends to then feed off itself.
0: Sure. So. You've talked about these kind of events in, in major cities across the globe, mm. and you, you keep kind of mentioning about kind of future events and things that you've done. So what exactly are these kind of events and what is the whole kind of dream, live, give movement that you're, you're promoting and kind of, you know, living yourself?
1: Yeah. So two, two parts to that. The first, uh, around dream, live, give. So, uh, dream, live, give stands for dreaming big, living fully, making an impact. Sure. Uh, I believe that the more people that do that, uh, they're not only dreaming big, but they're also living exactly how they want to live and succeeding in how they want to uh, succeed. But they're also doing it in a way that's not only good for them, but also good for others in the planet too. Got Cause you. a lot of, a lot of, uh, gurus uh promoting certain pieces and I would just say that's potentially and I, I'm still grappling with this, it's potentially speeding up the rate in which we actually screw everything up. Because sure. if we continue living in excess, then what happens to the resources that we've got? Uh, granted there's other things that are available to us out there in the universe if we can get to them, other planets and things like that. Uh, but we're nowhere near that yet. Yeah. And yeah, totally. so and so the I, I remember watching a uh, a documentary uh, a little while ago uh, called "I Am," okay. and and it would say it's a guy who did the uh, the Jim early Jim Carrey movies. He like uh, produced those. And he he had all the money, like you know, the Ace Ventura and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> uh, you know, the real stupid ones. And so, uh, loved them. I loved them to pieces. Oh, I uh, did too. I've but... seen
0: both of them probably more times than I can remember. <laughs> so I, I, I'm right yeah. there with you, man.
1: Yeah, definitely. And so, so he um, he he had the big mansion and had all everything that he could ever wanted from a materialistic point of view. Sure. And realized that that didn't really satisfy. It didn't really fulfill. And, uh, and, and he went on this journey to talk to different experts around the world about what this, this, this thing is that we, that we, uh, that we creating and, uh, towards the end of, end of it, uh, there's one thing that really stuck with me. And, and he said, uh, what do we call something that takes more than it needs? He paused for a moment and he said, we call it cancer.
0: Interesting. Wow, wow, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, that hit me big time because I thought, holy crap, we as a species right now are a cancer. We're taking more than we need and that's leading to what we're seeing now in terms of climate change, uh, other resources dwindling away. Uh, and, uh, yeah, there's, there's talk about shifting and changing and there's some things being done. we need to make some dramatic shifts. And so that's, you know, for me that the whole dream, live, give campaign is, is allowing people to still have an amazing life, but do it in a way that's in alignment with our planet, uh, because that's, what's going to allow us to then speed up the rate in which we thrive, uh, and speed up the rate in which we, we live, uh, in harmony with the planet in alignment with the planet, uh, versus trying to control it. Uh, so that's a big part of it and so me I, I wanted to be the living and breathing example of what that looks like and so you're know, getting rid of 99% of the things I used to own not having a car not having any any emission type activity there I walk most of the places that I go uh, or it's shared It's shared rides uh, I ate a vegan diet uh, there's uh you're living in uh, different places around the world as well that are already there uh, and not needing a massive mansion, for example. Uh, it's it's me showcasing that. And the other part to it is showcasing firsthand that we can actually utilize technology to uh, improve our performance and improve our mental health and, in, and enhance our ability to build relationships and opportunities with people, no matter where you are in the world and with whoever you like in the world. And me dropping myself into countries that I've never been to before, knowing nobody here and still being able to run a company, build relationships and opportunities in different parts of the world. Uh, it's again, you know, for me, if I'm going to teach it and coach people on it and speak on it, I want to be a living and breathing example of that rather than just being a theory expert.
0: Sure. No, I, I love that. And to your point mm. a little bit earlier about how you're, you've you leveraged like social networks like LinkedIn to, to make connections globally. To, to when you maybe go to certain places that you you like you know you've met a couple people online that you could maybe meet in person one day or like even you and I met on I, I think it was LinkedIn or Twitter it'd be one of those two right I can't remember exactly yeah. which network, yeah LinkedIn but like, yeah, yeah yeah okay see exactly right and I've met well not I've had majority of people on the show I've met on kind of social media right and like mm-hmm the fact that you're across the world right now, like I'm in Canada, you're in Costa Rica, it's amazing, right? And then the show's gonna air in a bunch of markets in America and mm. kind of and then online, it's it's amazing, right? And your point a few minutes ago, mm. like we're we all should be thinking about doing business and making connections globally. And it doesn't really matter where you are nowadays physically you can have conversations and meet people across the world from wherever you're sitting. Right. And I, and I love that. And I love how you put on these kind of events and you're doing things throughout the world. Right. And, and I love this thing, this section of your website, like where in the world is Cameron right now? And like, you have (laughs) like your, your next few months laid out for you and like what you're doing there. I, I think that's kind of fascinating. Right. And so, just to kind of get back to the second part of my my question like you've run these events in kind of these big cities so walk us through some of these kind of events like you mentioned playing tennis in santa monica um was it tennis or volleyball sorry uh beach
1: beach tennis it was on on, on, on santa monica beach yeah
0: so yeah yeah i i love santa monica i actually spent a summer in 2004 kind of living in in that part so i was at the beach every day so walk people through and myself through what exactly did you do there? Like, obviously you put on this event, but like, what was the whole thing? And
1: yeah, for, for me, a, a couple of years ago, uh, two and a half, about two and a half years ago, I think it was, uh, I remember uh, being in a mentoring room okay, and, uh, with a group of people and the talk was just so much about getting clients in the door, how you can get them in, you know, get clients over the next four to six weeks or three months. And, and to me, it just it just didn't make sense long term and sustainably. Okay. And and I made a decision in that moment to, while everybody else was building relationships or building connections that were going to get them clients over the next few months, I was going to build relationships that were going to last me for the next 10 to 50 years. Interesting. And, and the last two and a half years have been the building of that and, and will continue to be because <laughs> it's been the most amazing thing that I could have ever done. Uh, and what happened out of that is, is deciding to run invite only peer network events where, uh, where quality entrepreneurs and influencers have the opportunity to come and, uh, connect with one another, build real relationships with one another, not selling or anything like that, uh, and, and, and build genuine relationships. And, and so, you know, I did that in Australia for a period of time and then there was the expansion to the U.S. in, right. in March and then, and then the July events last year, uh, again, just turns it up to another level and thought, all right, well, let's have that. We just create some experiences for people as well because uh, allowing people to connect through experiences is, uh, is just an amazing thing to be able to uh, allow people to have. Uh, in terms of an experience. And so that was that was that. Uh, they they would go, uh, you know we did it over a lunchtime uh, lunch period uh, in some nice places, beautiful food, uh, great conversation. We'd have a magazine, a, a digital magazine that would come out with all profiles. And so that was that was two thousand and sixteen. This year, uh, it's changed up a little again. Okay. And so people in the different parts of the world, you see where in the world is Cameron on the on the site, they have the opportunity to, uh, for example, break through uh, some pieces that have been holding them back maybe in their business or life and then come and jump out of a helicopter in Switzerland, for example, or <laughs> sea kite with whales in Alaska or um, really drive home that change. and. Uh, um, again you know it, it, it's me uh, delivering and allowing people to experience cool things sure. uh, because for me that's, that's that's what life's really about it's about experiences over things uh, every day of the week and, uh, and and if we can combine that with uh, and blend that with the ability to create change in the world then rock on
0: no I, I love that and I also think like what what I like about what you're doing too is when you put a bunch of people that may or may not have met each other whether it's physically or online before and Mm. you know you give them kind of an experience that they probably have never had before you always remember that right and i think and to your point like you you build these genuine relationships that that last beyond you know if you just go to a conference and you maybe meet a couple people you chat with and you might connect with them on linkedin or whatnot Mm. you probably never really chat with them again you might say like hey how's it going like maybe once a year or something like that but if you share kind of an intimate kind of experience doing something that maybe especially pushes you out of your comfort zone you're way more likely to kind of stay connected with them and actually build a genuine friendship and you may or may not ever do business or or even exchange a dollar right but if if you're in that part of the world again or You know you might refer somebody to them like i think Mm. that's what kind of building relationships is really about and that's what i found has really worked well for me and you know that's basically your whole thing right and that's what the thriving collective is all about at least that's how i see you And, and i think that's to me i think more people need to either become part of it or start doing what you're doing
1: yeah the you know you talk about relationships uh I, I'll say this. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to say it straight up. Most people uh, are probably pretty good at networking or okay sure. at networking or even great at networking. Sure. What, I, what I've learned over the past couple of years as someone who would have previously thought that I was great at networking, uh, it's, it's in becoming outstanding at it. That's where the, all, all the opportunities are.
0: No, uh, it's I've where the friendships lie. Like yeah, fair.
1: It's 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 where because anybody can go in and have a decent conversation with someone, but having a follow up system, being a genuine giver, getting out of your own way, uh, yeah. so that you can be genuinely there for other people. Uh, again, the the same goes in terms of people not being either being pretty good or great at networking but maybe not outstanding uh, and thinking that they've gotten the networking thing sorted that's one of the biggest mistakes that people could make often when I when I'm working with someone on and helping them break through uh, some of the barriers that are holding them back whether it's building relationships or just on their personal self uh, I, I, I use the an analogy of imagine a bucket of water okay and and that bucket of water it'll fill up but if you've got a uh, one small hole in it It'll fill up a little slower. Sure. And if you've got two small holes in it, it'll fill up a little slower again. Uh, and 90%. so granted, you're great at certain things, and granted there are certain uh, aspects of your life or your business that you are outstanding at. But could it be that there are some pieces that need to be plugged up in order to allow that bucket to fill up much faster? Sure. And that can often that can often allow the ego to get out of the way <laughs> and say, right, I, I I acknowledge that there's certain things that I could improve upon. And, and like I said, becoming the best version of yourself, becoming your own best friend, because anybody can go on LinkedIn over the next month and get another 500 connections. I could give you in five minutes and you could go do that straight away. Sure. But the ability to build genuine relationships, to be there for other people, to not need anything from anybody else because you're fully taken care of first and foremost internally so that you can fully be there to serve other people. Then to have a key follow-up system and then a follow-up system to compensate for their lack of follow-up system because most people are filled with great intentions but a really poor follow-up system. And so you know that, then all of a sudden you become and you share insights that they haven't thought of yet, you offer introductions that they haven't had yet or wouldn't – have been able to have and you build the relationships internationally you know I had a uh, a, a contact of mine in, uh, in in Estonia and he's got a, uh, a a game show that they've been doing over there he's a former politician okay. and I was able to, I, I, I was thinking I have no idea where I'm going to introduce this dude uh, sure. and then lo and behold the following week I spoke to a producer in a film producer in the US who said I think I might know somebody who uh, who may uh, who may be interested in talking with him and so now they're they're in conversation. That's amazing. another one. I was I was in LA, and uh, there was an Uber driver, and his mum was a CEO of a company that I introduced to somebody that I met at one of the events I was speaking at in LA, uh, who was promoting one of the inventions that had been created. Uh, That's amazing. These these types of introductions can occur when you build genuine relationships. Totally, it is completely different to networking. Uh, building of these building and and you those listening in if just some of you get this it'll pay massive dividends because I challenge you to find anything out there any marketing or sales strategy out there that makes you feel this damn good totally
0: yeah it's interesting because I would even like that like I've only realistically it sounds like we're almost in the same boat a little bit where you kind of figure this out in the last few years, you're still kind of playing with this. You're trying new things, which I really like. I would put myself in the same kind of boat as you, right? And the second you start doing what you're talking about, it may take weeks or months to kind of catch on a little bit. But the second it catches on, it snowballs so fast. And, like, you start introducing people to other people. They start doing the same to you. And then, like, you, in, in, like, six months or a year – just how far you've come and how many yep. great relationships you've formed is like mind blowing. And the people that you've met or connected people with, it, like if somebody would have asked me like three years ago, I would have been like, there's absolutely no way, <laughs> right? And it yeah. sounds like you have the exact same experience. Completely
1: and- dude. The, the 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 people that I've been able to meet and interact with and, and connect with from a dude who hadn't even been overseas until two years ago. Totally. Uh, it, it it is absolutely phenomenal, uh, and you build friendships, you build relationships. There's business opportunities, but you go into it in the way of building relationships. And and like you said, there's there's a time and and those when if you're just getting started out with building relationships, you still offer to um, to have a conversation with somebody and say, look, who could I introduce you to? Sure. Is there anybody out? Is there anybody I can keep an eye out for? Just that alone, just that uh, that asking of that is is often enough for them to go, you know what, this person isn't just in it for themselves. Totally. Uh, they actually cared enough to, to ask me that question. And When I started, I had no, I know hardly anybody in my network, I had maybe a 500 or 1000 people on my LinkedIn profile, sure. you know, there's over 10,000 now in different countries around the world. Sure. Um, since being here, there's been probably introduced, I have to go back through, but I, over 100 people already um, and we're only uh, a small amount of time into the year sure. uh, and I've been here for maybe four weeks. Um, so, you know, the, the amount of introductions you can make when, uh, when you build the relationships and and build the genuine relationships, because you then have the conversations with people and you're constantly looking out for who you can connect, can connect with one another and, and you become this very valuable person in someone's network. Uh, somebody who will always, uh, you know, if someone wants a call with, uh, with you, they they can always reach you. You can always reach them, and they'll always take your call totally because you're not there to get something. It, and it, and often this takes I'll just say this as well, often it takes time. i was I was on the call to somebody yesterday. Uh, he was at my he was actually at my event last year in Manhattan okay. in July. okay. and and we and we got talking about how it's taken him about this 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 length of time. We had a conversation just yesterday. Uh, how he was really skeptical of me to begin with.
0: Okay. Interesting. And
1: quite rightly so. Most people are walking around right now with their guard up. Sure. And until they can be shown that it's safe to bring it down, because there's so many people that are trying to get stuff from other people, they're trying to sell them their products yeah, or services. Yeah. So they, so the immediate reaction is, i this person's reached out. I've got my guard up until you can show me otherwise, and you've got this bulletproof uh, barrier sure. <laughs> between between you and the other person that you've got a breakthrough. You've got to show genuinely that you are there for them. And that comes down to being, again, having your own stuff taken care of so that you can be there for them. You can be vulnerable in a situation. You can trust them fully and be there because when you bring that version of yourself to them, you you give them the space to have the option to lower their barriers as well. And you'll be surprised at what that happens. Now, certain things are outside of your control, but often those conversations can happen really quickly. Others, it took 15 months. And now he said he's, he's realized how genuine I am. But he's taken that period of time to, to do that. And, uh, you know, the stuff that we're going to work on together to, to help him open up more and, and be, to be more curious and to be uh, to overcome certain things that might have held him back from previous relationships because there's some form of pain that has previously uh, Been there. That's still impacting the ability for him to build relationships.
0: Sure. No, I, I think that's actually really good advice and a really good way of putting it. Right? You're right. Most people are are skeptical at when you're trying to like help them at first because they think that it's very much this like ulterior motive. Like, okay, I'm just waiting for the guy to be like, okay, now buy my product. You're like, well, <laughs> yeah. sometimes. It, but if you're not, like, I I get that you obviously do kind of some speaking and coaching and on these events and and, and whatnot but like at the end of the day when you're just genuinely trying to help somebody out and then you know eventually they're going to ask you kind of like what you do and kind of how they can help you because if you can help them they can help you and sometimes helping each other doesn't have to have money attached to it right and yeah. i think people forget that all the time like there's some stuff that i do even like this show like i don't charge people to be on the show because i want to have interesting conversations with people that i want to have conversations with like if Mm. i said can you cameron can you be on the show but you owe me money you probably be like (laughs) you probably would have said no to be and to be fair i would have said no to to me right if i asked me and but like for me, it's like, it's about having real connections and conversations with people, right? Like we may work together, we may not. Does it really matter? Absolutely not. But now that nice. you and I are connected, it's like, oh, you know, if I'm out and about somewhere and somebody's like, oh, like I need this. And I'm like, oh, Cameron's perfect for that. Like you make yeah. the introduction, it takes what? 30 seconds to, to connect you two on LinkedIn and say like, you know what, you guys should have a phone call. I think you guys could really benefit each other here's each other's LinkedIn profiles, you guys handle it from here, right? How long does that really take? 30 seconds, couple of minutes maybe, not that big of a thing, right? And I I think to your point, that served me really well and it's clearly served you really well in your career and I think, if you're right, if we can inspire one person or a handful of people to to just get out there and start building these relationships, their career's gonna take off astronomical.
1: Yeah, shift your, uh, the the biggest recommendation I could make just purely from, the life that that I'm that I'm living like <laughs> it's just sure, I love it, crazy man. I love it. it's it's insane to think that I was that I'm here after uh you know where I was even even a few years ago uh that that comes as I mentioned before it comes from the curiosity about what's possible yep. it comes from expanding your network globally because the possibility and the opportunity is there and it opens uh, opens you up to new ways of thinking uh, it opens up opens you up to, to new under new levels of understanding about different people and different uh ways of doing business which uh which is just phenomenal in itself and and the world is a beautiful big place and there are beautiful people in it Uh, and so it doesn't matter where you are in the world now you've got the opportunity to do that when you learn how to do it effectively and and to to go to your point about being there to serve and being there to give and and being able to offer those introductions yeah it, it doesn't take long but it does take thoughtfulness totally and and uh it takes for somebody to as i mentioned to uh Really and genuinely have a high level of emotional intelligence, so that your your own self is taken care of, so that you can fully give to other people and not need it from some, not need something from somebody else. Sure. Here's here's, here's the thing with uh, when it comes to to being somebody of value, uh, you can be of value to other people, but believe you're not worth it internally, and then people will take advantage of you. Or you can be a value to other people knowing that you are worth it and knowing you'll get taken care of in some way, shape or form, but you don't need to know exactly where it's going to come from.
0: Sure. Here's the thing. Science
1: science has proven now what the spiritual teachers have taught for many, many years, that we are all connected. And so if we're all connected, think about it. If we're all connected – then why do I need, if I'm going to introduce something to somebody, somebody to somebody else, why do I need something from that relationship specifically? If I'm giving to that and I know that I'm worthy of receiving in return, then I don't know where it's going to come from. I don't need to know. I don't, I'm not going to judge where it's going to come from. Sometimes it might come, you know, if I, if I send out and I give uh, give there, then maybe I'll receive it in health. Maybe I'll receive it in a friendship. Maybe I'll receive it in an experience. Maybe I'll receive it in another connection. Maybe there'll be a business opportunity. Maybe there'll be something else completely different that I hadn't even thought of yet. But if we're all connected, if everything is connected, then giving out and receiving back is all connected. And so we don't, in terms of the limiting... Uh, thinking that occurs in a lot of people is that because I give in that specific area, then I need something in return. And this is the short sightedness that I see in so many people Um, happens with their relationships as well. They think, well, if this person, I look at this person's profile and I get this from time to time. uh, There's plenty of people that are curious enough to have a conversation, but every now and then I'll get somebody who uh, will look at my profile and then write a message back to me when I've said, hey, how about we catch up for a chat and see if there's any way we can add some value to one another. And, and the feedback will be, I don't see any synergies. Uh, thanks, but no thanks. Wow. And and, I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and there's been times where I've looked at the profile and there's been about three or four people that I've thought they are going to be killer Killer introductions for them. Totally, yeah. And they have just missed out big time because of their lack of curiosity, their lack of flexibility, their lack of thinking, well, I wonder what's possible and being expansive. And you still got to have boundaries in place and uh, in terms of your own self. But there comes a time where the curiosity allows you to create things that you hadn't even thought was possible.
0: Totally. No, I I, I 100% agree with you. Mm. So I'm curious, you, you kind of mentioned it um, pretty early on in the show, you've you've done some music, so kind of walk me through, like what's the angle on that, or like why? Like yeah. is it just a passion? Is it? Like, uh, or definitely a passion, what? and sure. definitely
1: a part of part of every, everything else as well. So I've been writing for seventeen years now. Uh, wow. The the big, one of the big songs for me was one about bullying and suicide that I uh, that I wrote around the time of that uh, experience sure. happening and the the boy committing suicide. Uh, that's called close to the edge, and it's reached over 1.6 million views now, and wow, amazing, uh, on, on, on on YouTube alone. And it's been used in thank you. Uh, the it's been used in school projects and film projects in just in places all around the world. And it's uh, it's been absolutely phenomenal to see the impact that that something like that has created. And so uh, going into and I've I've used that in the speaking engagements that I've uh, that I've done, and sure. then going into uh, uh, into the studio again last year uh, in uh, in LA. Uh, and getting onto a beautiful grand piano and having a full full musicians uh, in there to uh, to create a full production. Uh, we created one song about living an extraordinary life, and the other is about social isolation and how technology is impacting our mental health uh, and uh, and what we can do about that. And those two those two songs have just been launched about three weeks ago to go with the Dream Live Give prog- uh, project. And uh, they have full videos, uh, video stories to go with them. Uh, the feedback has been just, I'm uh, just absolutely appreciative for for, uh, for being able to create something that has that bigger impact in the world. And so they now form uh, part of the speaking engagements that I do. And uh, those, uh, from a keynote perspective, uh, can have me on a grand piano on stage, speaking about the specific topic, and then performing it live on a grand piano That's on stage awesome. to leave. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so that's that's that. And and it it really is for me the the music uh, component and bringing this in uh, is it's not only showcasing uh, that uh, there's uh, lessons to be learned and when we blend that together it can create a point of difference. But it's also uh, showing people firsthand that you can utilize your own talents and strengths to make a positive impact in this world. And that's what the Dream Live Give product is all about. You dream big, you live fully and experience life fully, and then you utilize your unique your unique talents and strengths to make a positive impact. And everybody has their own unique voice, their own reason why they're here. And it's about finding that. That's what I love coaching people on. It's what I love speaking on, ensuring that they find that because that's, it's the reason. It's the purpose behind why you're here. It's the meaning. It's what gives you fulfillment and allows you to feel like you're contributing to something bigger than yourself. So, yeah, they're the they're the primary reasons behind it. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm absolutely loving uh, creating. And and yeah, as I travel around the world, there's like I said before, different places uh, in different parts of the world that have have grand pianos at the place that I'm staying at, so I can continue uh, writing and recording and uh, recording uh some uh sounds of the world as well i was out at, at a rainforest the other day uh, a few days ago and uh recording sounds of waterfalls and getting video footage and then I, when i'm in a uh, there's a castle here in uh in costa rica that has a grand piano in it uh, that i'm going to be going and staying at next month and they will go and record some music there and and then piece that together with the video footage and the um and, and the nature sounds as well to create some some beautiful pieces of work
0: that's that's amazing man i i love that and i love how you took like a a passion and brought it into kind of your your daily, you know, your daily kind of just day, I guess, right? Because some mm. of your day is working, some of it's performing, some of it's just playing, some of it's just writing, some of it's doing, you know, interviews with people like myself, right? I think, and being a part, like, just having, like, a bringing something that in into kind of your work that you're passionate about that maybe isn't traditionally brought into, you know, business, right? Like most, mm-hmm. co- at least I've never seen a coach or a p- speaker, you know, basically p- play songs during their thing. And I, I think that's unique and, and cool, right? That you bring something yeah. like that into it. Right. And I, I, I think that's great. So, and I'm sure you get asked this a million times, but, but I'm curious to know, you, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but how do you, when somebody comes to you and says like, I need help with kind of you know, getting started with with mm. kind of this, what do you tell them? Like, how do they start kind of breaking down these kind of walls that they have and, and how do they just decide to go for it one day?
1: It it comes down to each individual person with this, but usually what's going on is there's something holding you back. Uh, and, and until you break through that, it's going to continue holding you back. Okay. What, uh, that that is there that examples
0: a, of that? Maybe yeah, definitely,
1: that, definitely. So, so there could uh, one one of the most common ones I see sure. uh, is is uh, when when somebody goes out to do something on their own, whether that's starting a business or changing a career to what they really want to do. The what it is is it ends up being well. Up until then, you've belonged somewhere. You've fitted in somewhere. That could be fitting into a family unit, it could be fitting into a friendship group, it could be fitting into uh, some other form of, of community that you have. And then when you decide to do something different that may be different to what other people had seen out there, uh, there can be you stepping out on your own, and that's your own. You've gotten, you're faced with your own fears, you're faced with your own beliefs, you're faced with your own uh, doubts as well as strengths and what can often happen is uh, we we can possibly get judged or we judge ourselves based on what we think other people are going to think of us. Uh, what if it fails? What if What if I go out on my own and I can't survive? Uh, it, this, it comes back to a survival mechanism. Is uh, you think about it from caveman and cavewoman times, if if a caveman or a cavewoman left the tribe, which is what we're talking about here, left the tribe to go and maybe start their own tribe, for a period of time there, if they're not strong enough, sure. there's a big chance the saber-toothed tiger is going to kick their ass, right? She's going to eat them up. Yep. And uh, and if that's the case, then uh, you know what is their what is it what does it mean for their chances of survival? And so with that. Uh, there needs to be strength within self to be able to move through those fears that might otherwise hold somebody back. And so it really and genuinely comes down to breaking through because if you, if you imagine uh, going into uh, an experience of starting your own business – Let's say you're in a career and you're in a corporate role, and you're looking at the boss going, "I could do this better on my own." Seriously, this 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 dude has got no idea what he's doing or what she's doing, right? And uh, and then you go out onto your own. Six months later, you go, "What the hell have I gotten myself into?" (laughs) (laughs) Because what's happened is there's a level of thinking that's been done for you in that organisation that's allowed you to function at a level. That allowed you to think, well, I could do this better on my own. Then all of a sudden, you're, ex- you're and and the other thing about being a, a part of someone else uh, is business, for example, or uh, fitting into someone else's way of being is, uh, like I said, there's there's some thinking that's already done for you, and you're not having to face the deep-rooted fears that might play out when you're truly faced with something like starting your own business. Um, and there's other examples of that in terms of going into a relationship and uh, uh, maybe starting a career that you don't know if it's going to work or not. Uh, those fears are what play out in a lot of people's minds. And a lot of people will buy into those fears versus learning how to harness them and utilize them to their advantage.
0: No, I, that, that's great, man. But sadly, we're out of time. So <laughs> let's close the show with mentioning where people can get more information about yourself and the thriving collective online
1: definitely uh i'm sure you probably put some uh, some show notes in the in the link and yeah. uh uh, but the, the primary one is uh, is thrivingcollective.com. Uh, that has uh, you know where I am in the world. You can uh, grab a, uh, a checklist there and uh, and keep in touch. And uh, there's all the social uh, the social pieces on from Facebook, Instagram, and uh, and LinkedIn uh, as well. So uh, which I, like I said, I, you you'll put those in there as well. Yep. But first up, just go to go to thrivingcollective become part of the community you know follow the journey and be a part of it uh and uh would love to love to connect with you if uh if you're going to be in different parts of the world whoever's listening in
0: sure i think even just going to look at your like instagram or other and just go look at like the photos of the places you've been i think in itself <laughs> was interesting to me right like when i was kind of looking you up when we first connected so i don't know just it was interesting so Cameron, yeah. again, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to be on the show, and I look forward to keeping in touch with you, and have a good rest of your day.
1: Absolute pleasure, dude. It's been an absolutely absolute great time, and I uh, really enjoyed it.
0: Thanks, man. All right. Cheers. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening. The music for the show is done by Electric Mantra. You can check them out at electricmantra.com, and keep them for the future.